All right, Project, welcome back to In The Black, number 32. And this week, we're going to talk about something that for some people is uncomfortable to talk about. And for other people, it's a point of pride. If it's a point of pride for the right reason, then that's uh, good on you because it's, uh, it's a tough thing. And that is managing your business finances. We're probably going to do a longer series on this. Um, this definitely, definitely deserves a three-part mm. series. But we want to just talk more briefly as like a teaser about the in-depth. I mean, we've got so in-depth on this stuff. Raph has lots of stuff that he can help you guys with. Um, and we definitely want to. But today, we'll just do a little bit of a mistakes one that hopefully can give you a little bit of value, share some insights on. Um, but as always, before we jump into it, uh, we're going to get into some of the lessons that we've learned over the week. So maybe we can do some lessons relating to finances. I guess that's sort of what the topic mm. of today is. So maybe we will talk about what we've kind of learned in the last week, sort of non-specifically. So what have you, what have you been touching on? Yeah, right? my lesson, and it's kind of what why we got onto the finance one for this one, for this episode, was basically that I have people might have heard this before, but. It's the idea that it hits home, I think, more when you when you do have a business and you have money coming into it. Yeah. It's basically that, uh, like, for some people, money is really sticky and for some people, it's not. So, you know, at the business, well, sometimes, sometimes we'll have a lot of money coming in, sometimes less. Uh, but most often for the for your gyms particularly, like, the money comes into the gym from all your members. And it's quite a lot. But then it explodes out in all these different directions and very little, like, sticks anywhere. It just comes in and then it explodes to, like, computer applications and your cleaners and your... Um, coaches and everywhere right mm. and like so little actually sticks with the gym like when you go around many gyms you don't see many gyms like oh we're like hey some money in the bank like building all this wealth but a lot of money's actually come into those gyms over the last 10 years yeah so it's just it's just exploded in other directions and, and normally what you find is that the landlord is, is where the money sticks like that's the place where the money goes to every single month and they know what they're doing with it you know their expenses are, are pretty low so like the money's often accumulating there and often after you know you might have run your gym for six seven years and it's a hard reality that like you've made a lot more money for your landlord than you have for yourself. Mm. Um, it's very common. So I think if you if you want to improve it, you basically need to find a way to make the money stick where you want it a lot better. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's important. It's, it's super important stuff. I mean, that's why you're, you're here running the gyms. It has to be worth it for you at the end of the day. Um, and if you're not managing your finances, that's the only thing that makes it worth it, right? Um, so. Let's get into, oh, sorry, the lesson that, that I'm probably going to share with you guys for over the last sort of week or so is, it's, it's kind of comes back every now and then, it's sort of a time management thing, um, making sure that you prioritize the right things at the right time. And what I did is I basically created like a, a life-size Trello board for myself, uh, which has three columns with sticky notes in it, not started, in progress, and complete. Um, and I'm just trying to move as much stuff as I can over to the right into the complete column. Um, and then uh, keep it there. Uh, I do have some stuff which I move on a daily basis, so it moves from not started to complete every single day, uh, and I just reset the board before I leave the office for the next day. Um, so that has been helpful with just reminding me what tasks I still need to get done, um, and which is sort of like just been sitting in that in-progress box for just way too long. Uh, and it's a very satisfying feeling being able to stick it in the complete box. So uh, have some goals around just doing that. That helps with my organization, and then also, um, we just got a virtual assistant, which we can talk about in a future episode. But basically, there had been a few things sitting on that board, which I realized I could just hand off to the VA um, and she can take care of it. She could be a he in, in, for other people, but for us, it's a she. Um, and she will 
hopefully get that task done to the standards we want. We just make like an instructional video of how we want it done. Uh, it's usually like a repetitive high volume task, which is really easy to do, um, which is just isn't worth our time doing. And so it was nice to be able to shift some of those things that have been on the not started column for a while over to someone else. Um, because there was just, there was just realistically, there was no way I was going to do it. Um, or I definitely would have resented doing it. So that was, uh, that was super helpful. But anyway, um, resource of the week. Related resource, to finances. Yeah, the resource we're keeping on the same theme uh, is a book that I read a while ago and I really like it. It's really, I've heard it a lot of times, particularly with gyms, a lot of people recommend it. Uh, but it's Profit First by Mike, I think it's Mikhailich. I think it's a Russian name. Um, not sure if he dopes though. Probably. Probably. Yeah, 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 I definitely. think very like. But more like um, <laughs> financial doping somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's called Profit First. And yeah, it's a really good one, particularly if you have a small business, I think, um, or anything. I mean, you can ma- a lot of people just use it for their personal finances. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, they teach you in the book how to, I guess, like segment your, your bank accounts and stuff. So you have like a profit bank account and an expenses one and like a tax one, whatever. You got all these. And the whole point is like you put your profit first. So you like decide how much money you want to make at the beginning. Right rather than the normal way of doing it, which is like what's left over is your profit. So normally it's like, you, you know, you pay expenses and you pay this and then at the very end, you got your profit at the end. Right. They're like, now you got to like flip the mindset on it. Right. And you like decide on the profit first. You're like, cool, the profit's going to be this much. Now what's left over for my expenses and my this and my right. that. And like most accountants are like, no, it's like crazy because you, you know, the other stuff is like not mandatory and the other stuff, uh, the expenses like are not, um, you can't just change them. But I think it's in terms of psychology, it works a lot better, which is his point. It's like, yeah, it doesn't like make sense on paper, but from a psychology perspective, because this shit is never left over when you do it the other way, you've got to start putting it first. Right. So if you say I want 15 to 20% profit, you make other expenses squeeze to kind of fit closer yeah, to that Yeah, so you like range. set that start and you're like, okay, cool, what's left over? Now we've got to make this work rather than just like doing everything and then seeing what's left over at the end, yeah. which is basically how, how everything runs. And how long have you been running that system for? Yeah, so I mean the biggest one which made the biggest difference that I, I would say you could apply immediately is just setting up more accounts, right? Because it's like kind of unlimited how far you want to go with it. Yep. Um, so as soon as I read it, I decided to set up more accounts. Most, the easiest one is just setting up a tax account. That's the easiest one I think for most people that get out of control and the biggest lesson from it was like you're, it's so annoying because you have to hold this money that's not yours mm. and you're not exactly sure how much mm. is not yours mm. and then it's going to fall due very soon. Yeah. And that can be really, really challenging. That's why constantly businesses get into tax debt. And like we've had it ourselves. Um, and it's, it's, it's ongoing, which is so challenging about it as well. So just setting up a system where like that money gets put into account where you, where you don't touch it on yeah. like an ongoing basis. Um, so yeah, so I started applying immediately. And then yeah, the further down the road you go, the more you can do with it basically. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it's good lessons to learn. Um, yeah, I would say that for, for anyone that hasn't done it with their personal finances, it, it's super important. It's very, it's much easier with your personal finances. Yeah. Because for most people, you just get paid the same amount of money. It's quite easy. So you can set it up straight away. It's much more challenging with a business, but still worth putting some effort into it and yeah. at least giving it a read. Yeah, I would say start with your personal finances mm. and then move, it, move the strategies yeah. into your business. I know a lot of people don't automatically put aside money for tax. I know I did in the past. It's been a huge mistake. But yeah, it's, it's definitely something you want to put aside because it's... Yeah, once you start that chain of, of being in debt mm. to the to the tax office, yeah, it it's sucks. a long journey back out of that tunnel. Mm. So, um, yeah, just be super hyper aware of that stuff and definitely give that resource to listen to. So, they can pick up the book Profit First on probably Amazon, Yeah, right? it's everywhere. It's Amazon, Audible, 
They've they got a website as well. Yep. Profitfirst.com. Yeah, he's, he's done a, a whole bunch of books and I've heard some of the other books are really good as well. I haven't read them. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend the Audible book. Uh, I listen to it and yeah, he's like pretty entertaining, the guy actually. Yeah, right. He sounds it. Russian. No, he sounds American. Oh, but he okay. makes heaps of jokes. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Um, so, uh, before we jump into what the three biggest mistakes that we mm. made with our finance and the business uh, and how you guys can learn from them, we are going to quickly... Uh, well, not quickly, actually. We're going to go over how um, Elisa Guth Designs, who we use for all our design work, can basically improve or, or take over the making of your website. So, uh, you guys have probably heard of Squarespace before. Mm. They will be a sponsor one day on the podcast. <laughs> but we have like six or seven Squarespace websites. Um, it does take a little bit of, of work to kind of learn the platform, I think, which is... Um, uh, it, can result in people kind of learning 10% of the functionality of the platform and as a result, they end up with a pretty shitty website. Um, Not only is the design poor, but also the functionality is quite poor. He takes care of all that for you. So, she just created a new website for Move Method. Um, I think you can just Google the Move Method Mm. um, training or whatever and see their website. And look, the reality is if if you're going down the website path or you're going to create a new website, something that you want to improve... There's a lot that goes into the design element from like the spacings to how it looks on a mobile to, you know, where you put your your taglines and your buttons and your videos and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, it's a proper art form. Like people are on full-time salaries working for companies to get the design of a website right. Uh, we know some of them firsthand. They train at the gym. It's a long, mm. extensive, um, important process. So, he can definitely help you with that process and she has done that for other um, other companies and I've seen their websites and their websites are awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, if you if you know if you have a gym, you don't need something crazy complicated, but you need it to look really good and convert into people actually coming into your gym. Yeah. And if you're off the ball on that, and ninety percent of your leads come through your website, it's gonna make life a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a website that is intuitive and also makes it easy for people to sign up. And in the past, ours wasn't like that. Uh, it's gotten. Over time, we refine it. I literally refine it every single week. Mm. Make small tweaks to the back end, make tweaks to the front end. Um, it just needs to be a streamlined, smooth process. It needs to be done extremely well in 2018 and it's only going to get more and more important. Uh, 2019, 2020, like everything is moving more and more online. So, website needs to be on point. She is giving you a good offer. Mm. Uh, so, you can get 20% off your new Squarespace website with E um, in 2018. So, you need to contact her best way to contact her is you can do it via her email or her website. Her website is elisaguthdesign.com. That's E-L-I-S-A, Guth, G-U-T-H, design.com. Or, or you can um, go on her Instagram as well, which is the same word but with um, an underscore in between each. So, Elisa underscore Guth underscore design. Send her a private message on there. The website's super important. So, you guys definitely need to take advantage of that. And um, you can have a look at our websites, themymouseproject.com, Creature Fitness, all those sites um, and see what you think. And if you want something like that, then she's definitely the person to get in contact with for sure. All right, cool. Raf, what are the, just give us the overview of the three biggest mistakes and then we'll get into each of them in, in detail. Cool. So, the, yeah, I mean, I think we made these mistakes and you're almost guaranteed to make them. I think because they're so common. All the gym owners we've spoken to have basically made the same ones because you've never done this before. Yeah. Like when you start, yeah. Uh, but basically, is having the wrong person in charge of the finances, yeah. Um, and, and what comes from that, how you buy stuff, uh, and then also, uh, 
part of what we touched on with profit first, by just not deciding on, on your salary and profit, leaving it to chance at yep. the end. Um, so those are kind of the three biggest issues. Start with the first one. Is It's kind of what we made the same mistake as well. Is It just seems like a really boring and just nothing job, um, the finances, because it really just seems like paying invoices. So you often either you're doing it and you don't really like them or you just give it to somebody else who also doesn't really like it. Uh, and it's like anything. It's like giving someone a coaching job who hates coaching. Yeah. Just generally even hates fitness. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to go so yeah. poorly. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's like a... It, it's such a separate industry in mm. itself. Numbers and finances. And that's why accountants exist, right? They have yeah. their own fucking degree in industry. Like it's a... I think as people associate... It's a gym. So like we do fitness stuff here. It's like, no, you mm. also do like real life proper business stuff. Mm. And the finance is probably the biggest one of that even i guess you could even say marketing and website and and instagram is still partly fitness related yeah whereas the finance department is like completely mm. separate like you could live in the it's really got, Islands no, it's really got nothing to do you know? with it, yeah. yeah so it is in that sense unique in it's your ability to enjoy it or like it and if you really don't have the right person you're in a tough position but not everyone can outsource it fully so what's sort of your advice to getting people the on you know the first steps towards helping manage their finances. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things would be getting some help with it in some form, so like some sort of bookkeeping, so this is much easier um, for you. And then if you can't get it to someone in the business that really enjoys it, uh, I think getting the boring parts of it off your hands, and then trying to develop some sort of enjoyment into like the higher level aspects of it by maybe like reading the book we mentioned or just getting some more interest in it. Because I think what you find is that the more you learn a bit about it, just kind of the more interested you get in it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. If you just don't know anything about it, never look into it at all, it just seems crazy boring. Money can give you like a good return. Yeah. Like you can put more money in your pocket and stuff. I think that's it when It becomes more start, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you can start noticing some stuff. So, definitely pick the right person in charge of it. We do we do use a, a bookkeeping company as well. If you guys are interested in who we use, you can get in contact with us and we can connect mm. you on, on that front. Um, yeah. Raph, second mistake. So the second mistake we made is just we would just buy anything whenever we saw it. So we tended to just use the business finances in a very different method to our like personal one. When you mm. buy stuff for yourself, you'd often be like, oh, like I'm looking around for like the best deal on my flight for my holiday to Bali. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to the business, you're like, yeah, I just went and bought it like the first thing I saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's just like a much lower level of care. And I think it gets worse as you, you know, hand out more cards around the business and just everything, right? And there's more mm. stuff to buy and... Uh, it really, like we've seen it, it, eats away all the money, all the hard work you do. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. So, I think a really easy way to stick it, and I've heard before, is just if you're ever going to buy something, like get three options before you actually buy it, even yeah. if it's a small thing. Because if you just, you know, go with a cleaner, you're like, oh, it's got the first cleaner. Like, yeah. Often they are like almost doubling the price of what you should be paying. Yeah. So, it's an extra $100, whatever, a week, and you multiply that over the next four years of your gym. Yeah. You could have just paid yourself that money. Yeah. Um, so it makes a really big difference. Then I think if other people are wanting to buy stuff and, and you just know they don't care about the finances as much as you do, like implement the rule with them. Um, but just, yeah, taking the first option for staff is just, it's a disaster. And it's like a, a cumulative disaster that becomes worse and worse. Mm. Yeah, I can give you a, a more recent example for painting the walls mm. um, downstairs. Well, we're quite good at finding bargains these days or, or getting the right quote. But essentially, we... Uh, like I need a certain amount of, of, of wall space. I don't know. I asked the first person in the gym that I know has, is in the industry and can get good painting connections. And he's like, yeah, I spoke to my guy and it's like the best deal you ever mm. get. He's like, he would do it for 600, not including materials. And I was like, okay, sounds pretty good. He's mm. like, bro, I'm telling you that per square meter, like it's insane. And then 
I went on a website, like a Google website, and I just got a quote, and I got quoted like a thousand bucks, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's a big difference!" Mm. And then I got one more. I mentioned it in a PT that I was doing, and he was like, "Oh, I have like this guy that can give mates rates, and he's like super dodgy, and he'll go cheaper for cash, and he does a good job. Oh my god! And he's also doing um, another business of his soon, and if I like throw that in as a package, he'll do an even better deal." Because he's like, hey, I'll give you like part of that day. You can rush off to my mate's business, quickly paint mm. his wall and then come back ours. And he's like, oh, yeah. Because they've already put that day aside for painting. And we got it for 400 you know, without mm. materials. And that was like even more of a discount, you know, because all those other quotes weren't with materials, weren't with paint. Um, and so, and paint's a little bit harder because we don't have like an industry discount. We kind of just have to go to Bunnings yeah. and get the paint. You can go to a paint shop. You might get a slight difference. But most people are saying like paint's going to cost yeah. you paint. Like it's just how it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, that's the money you can pay yourself. Yeah. You know, we could have paid, if you paid a thousand from that first, most people will search on Google cheap painter. Mm. Yeah. Then what you would have spent extra 600 bucks you didn't need to. Yeah. I mean, to put it this way, most companies, like a bigger company has like a whole purchasing department. Mm. So a whole bunch of people that are just paid to sit there and get them better deals on shit they buy. Mm. So they're constantly like, no, like we can get like, you know, they're, we're buying this. They'll just call them up and be like, yeah, we need like a discount. Like no reason. Just, yeah. We just want it cheaper. Yeah. So, you know, they have that for a reason. Mm. And you got to remember like as you've gotten better at sales, you have more, you have better negotiating skills. Mm. Like you should be able to sit down with your landlord or sit down with um, whatever other expensive services you pay for and be like, look, we've, you know, been a loyal customer. We've got a good relationship. Um, this, that, you know, these are circumstances X, Y, Z like can you do something better because like I think we need to well two recent else. examples we had like our email CRM Infusionsoft yep just emailed them like hey we just <laughs> want to pay less and they like how much did they drop the price no free yeah. free free for um free for three months or half price for six months I've taken the three months um at no cost I hope they're not listening to this and it used to be $400 a month yeah and now I'm going to cancel them before the three months is up literally this week and extend that into a 14-day trial for the next CRM. So, another 14 mm. days free, another two weeks free. And then when I start with them, it's like 70 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, like, and then we have the rubbish. I just emailed them. I was like, hey, we just want to pay less because it's just quite expensive. Yeah. And I've been paying that rubbish bill for three years. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool. Like, we'll half the price. And that was it. Yeah. So, if you just put a little bit of effort towards this stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, every single bill you pay, just email them back. Be like, yeah, we just like, we'd like this to be cheaper. Or like, I found another quote, it's cheaper. Well, they know for them, it's easier to give you a discount to do the exact same thing. Than to find a new customer. Exactly. Because yeah. the cost of, there's a really good book I'm reading at the moment called How to Never Lose a Customer Again. Drew recommended it to us. And uh, I'm in it at the moment. He was adding, he's like this one chapter, he's adding up the cost of like all the factors you need to consider of how much it costs to get a new customer. Mm versus what it's like to retain another customer and like every single time he's like it's worth discounting them yeah. like because it costs so much to accumulate a new customer like you have no idea um, you're like you don't you don't really think about it. you might just you go oh yeah there's the marketing cost he's like no nah, no nah. and he adds up all the other stuff yeah. he talks about like the impact it has on the culture of the gym if someone leaves it's mm. like was a good client they're like oh my god we put all this effort into them we lost it like it drops morale and yeah. all that stuff in the team and that costs you heaps of for time for sure yeah, you know, other members are like oh that guy's not here anymore they start thinking about oh, I wonder why I left like maybe I should leave yeah like it's uh, it's it's huge impact and then so I think that taking that mindset that we have about our clients and then putting into the the people or the businesses that we're clients of I'm sure they feel the same way. Yeah. They go, man, it's probably a little bit easier right now to help them out a little bit more. They've been a good customer in the past. They've, you know, you have that those years of loyalty. Now it's time to well, do something One of cheaper. our locations, you know, a few months ago, I just got an email like, yeah, like you got your annual rent increase 4%. Like, 
which is going to be an extra you know, $600 a month. Yeah. And I just emailed them back like, no, nah, we really don't want to have that increase. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and literally, it. and like, oh, I gave them a few more reasons. Like, oh, I've been a great customer and this and that and whatever. And they emailed back like, okay, fine. Like, yeah, it was basically like, yep. And they just let us off the increase. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That's good. And that's that's big money. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's huge. And uh, I think that's something you need to revisit constantly. Mm. And obviously, It's an ongoing job. Yeah. It's not a one-off job. It's a literally like a, a monthly job forever. Yeah. Uh, we will talk about a resource we're planning on using in the future, which will help you guys mm. track all this stuff really easily because uh, the reason we want to talk about it right now is we will add it to the three-part series, but also we haven't fleshed it out in its entirety yet ourselves. But it's an online platform that helps you kind of manage all these numbers. Um, and then it's something you can probably pull up dashboards really easy to use and be like, okay, we're spending too much here. Can we go get something better here? Do we still need to spend this here? Um, that sort of thing there. So that is definitely um, a resource we want to flesh out more so we can give you guys some good advice on it in the future. So the third one, uh, the third <laughs> lesson, <laughs> and it's a, it is a really big lesson is, and I first noticed this literally, you know, talking to other gym owners and I noticed that, you know, the gym owners that, like have families literally just make or all make more money out of their business than the ones that don't mm. and like we're the ones that don't as well mm. just because they have to right it's like oh I gotta spend this much money to you know pay my mortgage and like my wife needs money and my kids need whatever it is right and then you know we started the gyms were just like living at home when we first started uh, and just didn't have any money for didn't really need that much money for anything so we just didn't make much money mm. uh, so and it's because it kind of goes back to the to the resource but because you often, when it's your business, just pay yourself whatever's left over at the end. Very often, there's this is none left over. So what we realize later on is like, now we need to actually like have a salary and like decide on it in advance, and then you know work with what we've got after that. And that's mm. the only way that it can it can really start going up. If you don't decide on it before beforehand, yeah, you just get yourself into trouble where you just there's not as much as you thought, and then that's that's all you got. Mm. Yeah, and then you obviously also become a bit resentful of mm. your business. You're like, I put all this work in and it doesn't pay me enough. Yeah, we had times where like we didn't pay ourselves for like three months because we were yeah. just like waiting to see what was left over and then like nothing was left over. And it was like, oh, fuck. But it, if we decided beforehand, I guarantee there would have been money there. Yeah. Yeah, you've you got to be super careful with that stuff. Um, yeah, and, and like Raph said, pick a percentage that mm. you want to pay yourself at the start and that way you know it's going to go up rather than a fixed amount because you don't know how that needs to increase percentage increases as the total revenue yeah. increases so it puts all the incentives in the right in the right spot you just just set up the automatic transfers whatever it is it's, it's a better way to do it uh and it's just you just haven't really had this experience before if you yeah. had a job and then you got like a business yeah so you just don't realize how important it is yeah yeah absolutely um okay hopefully that was helpful i think it's left people itching a little bit for yeah. a three-part series on managing finances if you guys have a particular thing that we missed that you want uh, questions answered in regards to helping manage finances and moving money around and how much to pay yourself, how much to pay your staff, all that sort of stuff. Let us know in our Instagram, uh, the My Muscle Project. And what we'll do is we'll get back to those questions and we'll start tallying them up and we'll add them to the three-part series mm. and that, that will craft that series and we'll make sure it's, it's depth. It's really in-depth and it's extremely useful for you guys. So, um, yeah, we'll leave, it, we'll leave it with you guys there. Um, thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week.